Welcome to Compare to Who, the podcast to help you stop comparing and start living. I'm your host, Heather Creekmore. I hate to admit this, but I used to secretly obsess over my appearance. I thought it was part of my job as a woman to always look better, but never felt like I could be good enough. Maybe you can relate. God, in His grace, showed me a way out, and I want to give you all the tools you need to break free too. If you've ever spent too much time stressing over your looks, I get it. I hope you'll keep listening and find the same freedom I have. Here are three other things you should know about me. I'm a minivan driving mom of four. I'm author of the book Compared to Who and the forthcoming book The Burden of Better. I'm a blogger at comparedtowho.me and you just may have seen my epic big fail on Netflix. If you've ever struggled with comparison or body image issues, Compared to Who is the show for you. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and hey, tell a friend about it. Hey there, welcome to Compared to Who Podcast. Today is the first episode of something brand new I'm trying called Seven Minutes of Scripture. Now the truth is, even though I talk fast, I don't know if I can get through some of these passages in seven minutes or less. So my promise to you is I will go through a passage of scripture in around seven minutes. So today we're going to start with the book of Colossians chapter three, and I'm setting my stopwatch click. Colossians chapter three is an amazing chapter about how to put on the new self, how to live after we've become in Christ, after we've become a Christian, a new creation as other parts of the New Testament call it. So I'm going to look at it from the message paraphrase. Message isn't an actual translation. It is a paraphrase, but I think it's really helpful for hearing all of the different nuances that apply to our body image and comparison issues. Colossians three. So if you're serious about living this new resurrection life with Christ, act like it. Pursue the things over which Christ presides. Now, this is the part where I don't love that version of it because in other translations, it says, set your mind on things above and not on earthly things. That might be a verse that's familiar to you, but I think that's a helpful way to think of it. What are you thinking about? Are you thinking about temporal things? Are you thinking about the things of Christ? And then get this, don't shuffle along, eyes to the ground, absorbed with the things right in front of you. Oh, friends, isn't that how we live? Oh, I'm absorbed with how much I weigh today. I'm absorbed with how much my house doesn't look anything like something Chip and Joanna would redo, or maybe it looks like something they would redo. It doesn't look like an after, it looks like a before, right? We get so absorbed with the problems and, and the comparisons right in front of our face. And this verse admonishes us, don't shuffle along eyes to the ground, absorbed with the things right in front of you. Look up, be alert to what is going on around Christ. That's where the action is see things from his perspective. And friends, over and over again, as I work with women, the main objective is for us to be able to see our body image issues and comparison issues too, through the lens of the gospel. If we could see our struggles from God's perspective, if we could see ourselves as he sees us, oh, what a difference that would make. Verse three, your old life is dead. Your new life, and this is good, listen to this, which is your real life. So your old life is gone. Your new life is your real life. Even though invisible to spectators, now that's an interesting little parenthetical note there, because if you lose 20 pounds, people are going to notice, right? They're probably going to say things. And hopefully when you became a Christian, people have noticed something different in you. But, but this is a good encouragement slash admonishment for us all. Yes, some people are going to notice the change and they should notice the change, right? Like we want people to say there's something different about her. But this new life we live, our real life, it's probably going to be mostly invisible to people around us. In fact, 
non-Christians, unbelievers are not going to understand it at all. But this new life, this verse says, is with Christ in God. He is your life. When Christ, your real life, remember, shows up again on this earth, you'll show up too. The real you, the glorious you. Friends, I, I think part of it our problem is we get stuck looking for the glorious us now. In fact, there's authors out there and speakers that'll be like, you are glorious, like the glorious you, like just find the glorious you. And what Colossians reminds us is that we will be a glorious us. There is a glorious you and a glorious me, but it comes when Jesus shows up. Not right now. <laughs> Meanwhile, be content with obscurity. That sounds different than the glorious you. Right? Am I going for the glorious me right now or am I content with obscurity? Colossians tells us to be content with obscurity like Christ. Oh, that's that's hard, friends. We all want to be noticed, approved of, lauded and applauded. We want people to be like, yeah, her. I like her. She's great. What would it be like to be content with obscurity? That's convicting for me. I don't know if it is for you, but it's definitely convicting for me. Verse 5. And that means killing off everything connected with that way of death, the old life being the way of death, sexual promiscuity, impurity, lust, doing whatever you feel like whenever you feel like it, and grabbing whatever attracts your fancy. Oof, living by the flesh is living in our feelings, right? Well, I felt like doing this. Well, I felt like it. Oh, I didn't do it because I didn't feel like it. I didn't feel like reading my Bible today. I didn't feel like doing this or that, or I didn't feel like going to church this morning, right? No, when we are the new man, we don't live by the flesh anymore. We, we live by Christ's command. Grabbing whatever checks your fancy. Oh, that could probably apply to my shopping habits. I don't know about yours, but ooh, that's convicting too. And, and then Paul goes on to say, that's a life shaped by things and feelings instead of by God. Is your life shaped by things and feelings? Ooh, you know, sometimes mine is, but that's not how we're supposed to build a life. We're not supposed to build a life on things and feelings. And then get this, it's because of this kind of thing that God is about to explode in anger. Ouch, God's not happy about this. It wasn't long ago that you were doing all that stuff and not knowing any better, but you now know better. So make sure it's all gone for good. Bad temper, irritability, meanness. That describes me when I'm on a diet, all three of those things. <laughs> Profanity, <laughs> dirty talk. Be done with all of that stuff. That's all old man stuff. Verse nine, don't lie to one another. You're done with that old life. He repeats it again. It's like, this is what your old life is like. It's like a filthy set of ill-fitting clothes you've stripped off and put in the fire. Think about your like too tight jeans from high school or whenever. Oh, and they're dirty and they just don't fit. You've stripped it off. Like you've gotten rid of it. Now you're dressed in a new wardrobe. Every item of your new way of life is custom made by the creator with his label on it. Oh, friends, we worry about what name brand we might be wearing, or at least I used to. Now I shop at Target and Costco, unfortunately. <laughs> but, but but right, we used to be so stressed out about having Jordache jeans or a Vera Bradley bag or whatever. And this verse reminds us, this whole chapter reminds us that our new way of life is about something so much more. Our new wardrobe is custom made by the creator with his label on it. Okay, creator, we can kind of brush right over that word, but let's just stop and think about this again. This is the God of the universe who created the sunsets and the mountains and beautiful beaches. Everything beautiful that we observe in this world was created by God and he's custom made our wardrobe. 
it's pretty exciting. And the rest of that part of the passage kind of talks about our unity in Christ. I'm going to skip on to verse 12. So chosen by God for this new life of love. And I love the fact that we've been chosen friends. Like that's where our whole identity needs to be built. And the fact that God has chosen us. So chosen by God for this new life of love, dress in the wardrobe God picked out for you. Have a hard time figuring out what to wear in the morning. Don't like any of your options. Well, here's God's solution. He picked out compassion, kindness, humility, which I really think is what modesty is about more so than turtlenecks and long skirts. I think modesty is really about humility and I'm going to do a show on that. Quiet strength and discipline. Be even tempered. And <laughs> this part, uh, content with second place. Wouldn't all of our comparison issues just dissipate if we could be content with second place? Be quick to forgive an offense. Forgive as quickly and completely as the master forgave you. And regardless of what else you put on, wear love. It's your basic all-purpose garment. Never be without it. You know, friend, have you ever thought that a person who was just truly and sincerely loving, have you ever looked at that person and thought, oh, you're kind of fat or you're kind of ugly or I really wish you looked better? No. You don't see any of those things at all. You see that person, you're like, oh, what a loving person, right? I just, I enjoy spending time with you because you are so loving. That's what we're to put on. It doesn't matter what we're wearing, right? It matters if we're clothed in the compassion, the kindness, the humility, the quiet strength, the discipline, and the love. And then finally, the chapter concludes like this. Let the peace of Christ keep you in tune with each other, in step with each other. None of this going off and doing your own thing. That's being in community, friends. If you want to lick these issues, be in community and cultivate thankfulness. That's gratitude, right? Let the word of Christ, the message, have the run of the house. Let it rule. Give it plenty of room in your lives. Instruct and direct one another using good common sense and sing, sing your hearts out to God. Friends, worship really is a cure for comparison. I write about that in The Burden of Better. Let every detail in your lives, your words, your actions, whatever, be done in the name of the Master Jesus, thanking God the Father every step of the way. That's your seven minutes plus of scripture today. Bye-bye. Hey, friend, would you check out the date on that episode you just listened to? Yeah, it's been a minute. Listening to old podcasts is almost like reading my diary from several years ago. In some cases, it's even a little embarrassing. So instead of listening straight through season by season, can I encourage you to skip ahead? I release brand new episodes every Tuesday and Friday. And if you're not sure where to start, you can go to improvebodyimage.com, find the Start Here button, and I've got several episodes listed and categorized so you can find the topics that are of most interest to you. Your time is valuable, so skip straight to the good stuff. I'm glad you're here. Thanks for letting me be a part of your body image and food freedom journey. In a world where relationships are easily broken and often discarded, the Rebuilding Us Marriage Podcast is your lighthouse, guiding the way to hope, restoration, and transformation in Christ. I'm your host and marriage coach, Dana Shea. Join me as we discuss the necessary tools for rebuilding marriages from adversity, betrayal, and disconnection. It's time to reignite love as we rebuild marriages from the ground up. Listen to the Rebuilding Us Marriage podcast on lifeaudio.com or wherever you get your podcasts.